Hey everyone, this is Zach Wright. I hope that you enjoyed this bonus episode. It was a video that I did for YouTube, but I thought that it was perfect for now and I didn't want to wait to roll it out. So enjoy this bonus episode on the truth about the great resonation. Welcome to the Chasing Success Podcast. Chasing Success Podcast. The podcast for anyone looking to achieve success. If you're looking to learn, grow, and impact the world around you without sacrificing happiness, this is the podcast for you. Now, here's your host, Zach Wright. Hey everyone, it's Zach Wright from IMEO Company, where we help busy business leaders create alignment, focus, and accountability across the organization with objectives and key results that allow all team members to work towards one goal, achieving faster results and greater success. Now, today I wanted to talk about something that irks me every time that I hear it, and it's the great resonation. Right. So in April of 2021, I believe this started happening. And then August really hit the big point where it was 4.3 million people resigned in that one month. And we're looking at around 40 million people will be working online and not in their offices in the next few years. Now, the reason that this irks me is because it's a little bit misleading. Whenever we talk about the great resignation, we talk about things that are unprecedented or unforeseen. But if we really take a step backwards and we look at 2020, uh, 2020 and the amount of people that left versus the trend of people who left their, their positions uh, year over year, we could see that at some point this was going to catch up to us. So In this video, I want to talk a little bit about the misconceptions. I want to talk a little bit about some of the reasons that this is happening. And then I want to talk about what could work short term and what could work long term and things like that. So if we really break down the factors into why people are leaving, there's been about five categories that we could put into this realm, right? So why are employees leaving at such a high rate? Toxic culture job insecurity or reorganization of the of the company high levels of innovation failure to recognize performance and then poor response to covid-19 right i think that we could see some of those being understandable so toxic culture That's something that's been going on for a long time. I've been preaching about (laughs) we need to change the way that we operate as organizations for about five or six years now. That's what my thesis paper was on. The other piece is job insecurity and reorganization. And I think this one ties into poor response to COVID-19 because there's a lot of CEOs and business owners out there that are telling their employees that they have to come back into the office and then this is the date that we're going to be there. But then there's other people who are, we're going to work 100% remote or we're going to have hybrid. The issue here is whenever we're talking about coming back into the office and setting a due date and then pushing it out and then setting another one and then pushing it out, it goes into job and security. Do I have to go back into the office? Okay, well, I need to go back in the office, so I need to get my kids prepared for the the babysitter, or I need to start having a commute again. 
or there was a reorganization due to certain situations from whatever the case is. This uncertainty talks and, and creates that job insecurity fill-in. And whenever there's a reorganization, there's always that constant mindset in the, in the back of your head saying, okay, does this reorganization take me as a part of that? Am I going to be let go? So people have gotten tired of that. Then we have high levels of innovation. And if I look at this one, what I think that they're talking about is they're leaving because they want to have a better impact on innovation. Or it could be the opposite, right? There's high level of innovation. There's a lot of change in the company, which would go back to job insecurity and reorganization. And then this is such a key thing, this, this fourth bullet point that I listed, failure to recognize performance. Now, that's what I'm going to kind of go into a little bit more on this video, right? The reality is people are quitting with no backup plan and experience th this, this month to month struggle, but they're willing to do that because they don't want to be in a toxic culture anymore and they don't want to work for somebody who's not going to recognize them, right? So whenever I was kind of doing an outline for this video, I did put in here, it, you, you got to be careful on the way that you approach this. And we'll do a different video on this. But as I mentioned, people are, are leaving positions and then they experience the stress of trying to find that next position, right? So if you go about this in the appropriate way, you can shorten that time frame. But that's for a different video. So what I want to talk about here is what might work in the short term. Right. This is from the company's perspective, and this is how a lot of companies are reacting. So we've heard about retention pay, right? If you stay here or you reach this goal by this time, then you're going to get a bonus or you're going to receive you're going to receive a pay raise to stay here. Right. I think that that's actually causing a negative reaction because there could have been people out there who felt like they deserved a raise or they've even asked for a raise and they didn't get it. And now what they're telling people is that the entire company will get a pay raise. And the reason that I think that this is having a negative response is because when you don't think about the consequences of how someone would, would feel when you offer them a pay raise that's not tied to the work that they're doing and it's more based off of a situational issue for the entire company, that downplays what they've been doing this entire time for you, right? So this is not my idea of what might work in the short term. And I think that this will tie into what will work in the in the long term as well. But if we want something to work in the short term, we have to be transparent with our employees. We have to talk to them about what it is that we're thinking through. Now, get an idea where you can have some talking points to to go into detail on that. But it's being transparent in the sense of, hey, everyone. 
I know that there's this pandemic out there and obviously we're working from home and I know people are trying to figure out what they need to do. What does the next year look like or what does the next few months look like for you, for the company? Are you coming back into work? Are you going to be expected to set up a, a home office and work from there? So what I mean by transparent is being candid with your employees, with the information that you're able to. I know in certain organizations, you can't let everybody know everything, but as as long as you update your employees on what the thinking process is, you're going to have a better reaction from them, right? And then also, whenever we're talking about the short term, I don't think that pay raises are terrible, Obviously, like people want to get paid, but in the sense of what I just talked about, I don't think that they're terrible, but I think that they have to be directed and they have to be meaningful. So whenever you're giving these employees raises, let them know that it's not just because you want them to stay there, but it's because of this specific work that you've been doing month over month, year over year. Be directed with it. And then the other part is recognize them, right? If you don't recognize your employees, then they're going to go somewhere where they feel like they matter, where they feel like they're contributing to a purpose that's greater than themselves and where they feel like they can grow and develop. And that's a perfect segue into what will work for the long term, right? So there's some in here that will work for the long term and then some that I'm calling out in the sense of it won't work and then how can we overcome it? So if we're talking about what will work, raising pay is going to work if you work on changing the environment or offering some form of a remote or hybrid options. Now, when I say changing the environments and follow it by remote or hybrid, I'm not talking about necessarily a physical environment. I'm talking about your culture. If you give them a pay raise or a retention bonus and you don't follow it by changing your actions and your culture, then they're still going to leave eventually. It might not be tomorrow, it might not be next week, it might not be next month, but it could be next quarter. It could be the quarter after that. These are compounding things that build up in somebody's mind where, okay, I put in all this work. I I didn't get the right recognition. I put all this work. I didn't get a raise. Or somebody else got credit for what I've been working on for the past few years or few months right? Change the culture where you create a culture of belonging, recognition, and growth, and challenging your employees. If you don't do that, then you're missing an opportunity to build something that is long-term, right? We hear it all the time. There's tons of companies out there where the work environment is so toxic, and we don't live in the environment like we did when my parents grew up, which was you get a good job, you stay there for 20, 30 years, and then you retire. That's not the type of world that we're living in, right? 
People want to be challenged. People want to feel like they're working towards a greater purpose. So if you want to have a better long-term solution on how to get over this great resonation, change the culture, improve it, right? Even if you have a good culture, improve it. Constantly put your employees first. So the the things that are not going to work is treating employees like cogs or cost of goods sold. Basically, they are not machines. They have feelings. They have emotions. They have lives outside of businesses. Do not treat them like something just to turn and bring you a profit. That is the quickest way to lose someone in today's age. Because when we think about it like that, if we think about our employees as cogs, we're operating like we're still in the industrial revolution. We are in the tech revolution. We're actually in web 3.0 metaverse. Like we're we're going even further into a tech revolution. And most of these positions can be more flexible. And one thing that I want to call out is they require more leadership than management. Now, they require both. But what I mean by that in this case, when I say leadership, I mean they need a leader that will help them grow, be challenged, and feel good about the work they do. I've touched on it already, but that's what they're looking for. They also want a leader that shows empathy, transparency, and candidness. I talked about transparency and candidness, but I haven't touched on empathy. What I mean by that is they want someone who feels like they understand what they're going through, right? If they're going through something outside of work, be empathetic about that situation. If they're going or they feel some type of way in that environment, on that project, with that person, be empathetic about that, right? I've been in organizations where we took a we took a poll and a survey from the people that I was working with. I was a team lead at the time. And one of the things that, one of the feedback that I got was for our manager, our leader to simply ask, how was your weekend whenever we come back from the weekend? This is whenever we were still in the office. But that little thing showed them or would show them that this person isn't a robot. This person isn't treating me like a cog. They're empathetic. They actually care about what I did over the weekend. They care about me as a person, not just as an employee. In this particular case, they didn't want to do that. When I brought that up, they got very, they, they almost looked disgusted with the comment. Like, are you kidding me? They want us to ask that. And that's why people are leaving because there's leaders like that, right? Okay. The other misconception about this type of leadership, or actually, this is a misconception on this type of leader. And what I mean is is the one that I'm talking about, a servant leader, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But 
It's that your employees won't respect you. That's a lie. They will, they will respect you even more. When you show empathy, transparency, vulnerability, candidness, and push them and challenge them, they will respect you more. Another misconception about these types of leaders, leaders like this will have a hard time having employees do what they need them to do. Another lie. You will have a bond. You have built a bond with this employee that actually increases their willingness to step up and execute. It's it's psychology. The reason that they want to do this is because they don't want you to fail and they don't want to feel like they let you down as a leader. Now you can you can think about that and say, okay, that's that's manipulative, manipulative, or it depends on the leader, right? If you're a strong leader, you're vulnerable, you're empathetic, you challenge them and you're candid about your approach, then that bond that you created is created through sincerity. And when I say that they don't want to let you down, it's almost like a brother to brother, brother to sister, father to son type relationship. Because you don't want you don't want to let that person that you look up to or care about down. That's what I mean by that. Another misconception here is you will look like a weak leader if if you don't treat them like it's the industrial revolution, if you don't treat them like they're a cog, if you don't act like you know everything, you will look like a weak leader. That's another misconception. You're going to show them that you are vulnerable and, and, and openly talk about your weaknesses and shortcomings with the ability to have them step up to the plate to fill those gaps. And they're going to feel more empowered about their position within the company. These are, as I mentioned, servant leaders. They let their ego go before they walk into the door, before they sign on to the computer to to start working. They let their ego go. And they focus on building, they focus on building their teams into a unit, right? When I first became a manager, I felt weird about being a manager. I didn't want to say like, okay, you report up to me. I, I say, we're partners in this, right? And it's a little bit different because you are a manager, you are a leader. You need to have things be executed upon, um, but you can be partners. You have to be partners because if you're partners, then you're more willing to have a interchangeable relationship. Meaning that if I'm the leader and you're the direct report, I want to help you overcome these challenges. But on the flip side, as the employee, and if you're this type of leader, if an employee comes to you with an improvement, that's going to make the team better, that's going to make the company better, then you're looking at ways to empower that employee to take on that responsibility. And I've worked for leaders who allow me to do this. And I've worked for leaders who do not allow me to do this or did not allow me to do this. And whenever I work for those leaders who empower me to do this, I am more productive. I'm more creative. I'm more innovative. I'm more inspired to work and motivated to come to work. And I have zero thought about leaving. 
And if, and if, if a recruiter reaches out to me with a position that they have on the plate, nine times out of 10, I'm either not going to respond to them or whenever I do respond to them, I'm going to say, I'm very happy with my position right now. I can't see myself anywhere else. I appreciate you reaching out to me. If anything changes, I'll be sure to reach out to you. But if we think about where we started with this conversation, the misconceptions of the great resignation, right? 4.3 million people resigned August, 2021. In the future, there's gonna be over 40 million people working online, not in offices. We have to create a better way than operating as an industrial revolution type approach to working. And we can't just have these pay raises as a short-term fix because money only goes so far, right? If that's the case, the highest paid people would never leave their positions. The highest paid people would be the happiest ones in the room. If it was all about money, then we wouldn't have companies that want to change the world. We wouldn't have employees to say that they're, or, or, or people, tattoo brands on them. So just reflect on that. I know that this was a long video, but when we talk about the great resignation, it's not just one thing. It's not just because the pandemic. It's a combination of a lot of things. And for us to overcome this, not just now, but in the future, we have to change the way that we operate as organizations, and we have to treat employees as partners and give them the ability to grow, be challenged, and feel good about the work they do. So I would love to hear your take on this. If you're watching this on YouTube, drop something in the comments. If you're listening to this on the podcast, reach out to us, zwright at imeoconsulting.com, or you can send it to info at imeoconsulting.com. Just let us know that you're coming in from the, the podcast. But thanks so much for watching. Hopefully I didn't do too much preaching, but we'll see you on the, the next video.